Welcome to the Surf Strong Elite Show. I'm your host, Greg Finch. Today's episode is going to be an Ask Me Anything episode. And it's going to be somewhat raw because I am traveling as I record this. So the post-production editing will... It's going to just be what it is. So we're going to jump right into it. I do want to remind you that you can submit questions. The more specific the questions are from the listenership, uh, the better the content's going to be. So I really encourage you to do that. You can send an email to surf at surfstrongfit.com, any of the social media channels at surfstrongfit, and let us know your questions. Let us know what you're looking to improve in your surfing, and we'll put it in a future episode. So let's jump right into it. I'm going to put a little quick note here on this first question coming up. It's a question specific about shoulders and I go pretty in depth on my Surf Strong Circle of Fit. And I want you to know that it's the Surf Strong Circle of Fit is applicable to pretty much any injury or any movement pattern that you're trying to improve. So even though we're talking about shoulder here, know that you can apply this key and this system to all of your movement. And that's really the objective of it is to prioritize what you need to focus on. So we'll talk about shoulder in here, but apply that to any specific need or use that you have. It's, it, it will help you improve in those areas as well. My first question comes from Ken in Huntington Beach. And his question is essentially, he's having shoulder pain and he wants to know where to start. I have dealt with shoulder discomfort and pain since I was in my early 20s. I'm in my late 40s now. And... It was a chronic overuse issue that really brought it on in the first place. So I was playing collegiate volleyball. So I was practicing twice a day, going really intense in the practices there. I was surfing whenever I could, sometimes also twice a day. And one day I woke up and I could not lift my left arm. I'm left-handed and it freaked me out. I went and got, uh, went to my primary, got basically a diagnosis that, that he, basically was just chronic overuse. He said, you have so much inflammation. So I kind of went into with some of the athletic training support that I had at the time. I wasn't a personal trainer yet. I was really, it was kind of the start of my path down this road as a profession. I had interest in it, but I didn't have a, a focused step forward in what I was going to do. Well, this really spurred that. It really kind of set everything in motion. And so what I've been doing is working and managing my shoulder injury and issue for the last 20 plus years. To go back to your question specifically of what's happening in your shoulder, you do have to get some more information. So obviously it's just a quick question. I don't have a lot of the background specifically for what it is. So anything that you start to start to remedy, you need to know as much information about it as possible. And in our health system, that comes from your primary care. It's not the only source, but it's generally where it starts. So you need to get some underlying information, whether that's more testing, whether it's x-ray specific, whether it's uh, to the, to the uh, height of an MRI, just starting to get some more information about specifically what's happening to the structure of your shoulder and what might be bringing uh, your issues on down the line. So I start that first because of course, any plan that you implement 
can be counterproductive if you don't have the specifics of the information that's happening within your shoulder. We don't want to increase the risk of your injury. We don't want to increase the injury itself. So with that being said, you find out you don't have something acute underneath and it's more some chronic issues. The one thing that I always start with, and we talk about it in my program a lot, I have what's just called the Sir Strong Circle of Fit. And it's essentially comes from Dr. Tim Brown, who uh, I really think of as a mentor and is just an amazing practitioner in general, but specifically within the surf field, he's really uh, just so renowned. So at a training that I went to with him, he talked about this structure for how he works with all his professional clients and how it imp implemented specifically within the pro surfing clients he works with. So I've adapted the, his, his thoughts and his program into really specifically how I program for clients and how I develop movement patterns for clients to then follow. So it goes like this. It starts with alignment. Think of this as a circle. So it's going to circle back on itself. So everything supports the next structure that's coming. It starts and finishes with alignment. If your body is out of alignment, it's imbalanced. Any motion that you're going to do is going to put undue stress on one side. It's going to pull you away from being aligned and being balanced and can just add it can be counterproductive to any, even if it's positive work that you're doing, it can be counterproductive to what the underlying structure is and what you're trying to improve. So you always start with alignment. Where am I aligned? What might be out of alignment? And how can I solve for that issue first? Think of it as if you have a, a foundation for a building built that's not level, Anything structure that you put on top of that is going to be putting undue stress on the one side of the foundation, eventually leading to that foundation crumbling. Our program and our bodies, really, you can think about it the exact same way. A nice, aligned, balanced foundation is going to make everything above it stronger. So it starts with alignment. Alignment moves into breath. Breath is both the physiological need that your body requires for things like metabolism, true respiration, recovery, on and on and on. It also is that voluntary, involuntary place in our lives that we can have such a positive influence through awareness of breath, the presence within your breath, it allows you to reduce stress. It allows you to be in the moment. It allows you to really articulate to yourself what your biggest needs are at that, at that point. And it then increases your efficiency within your breath to also then recover quicker. Keep yourself calm and focused. Reducing the stress like we talked about. And so the more you check in with your breath, the better all of the functions that are utilize that resource, the efficiency and the effectiveness are going to be increased. So alignment into breath. Next, it goes into mobility. So sitting on that strong foundation of alignment, the more healthy range of motion that you can have, the better 
that the function within that range of motion is going to be. It's not going to put undue stress on one area. It's not going to have that tension that then is compounding maybe another underlying issue that you're having. So really focusing within the mobility is going to put you into a place to not only be aligned more, but also allow if something, say in our surfing, we're in a session and something unforeseen happens, the lip hits you, your board turns a certain way, and there's an unexpected motion movement, which of course happens all the time in our life, certainly can be very acute within a surf session for all the energy and power and dynamic motion that you're creating in your surfing. It reduces your risk of injury because you're able to move through a healthy range of motion, especially if that range of motion is unexpected. If something is tight, it has tension, it's not going to give, it's not going to move in that motion. And that can have an injury, it can have a break, it can have a strain, it can have something that comes that then you're going to have to deal with and changes your path on what you're doing within the activity or within the program that you're working to continue to surf at a high level. So alignment goes into breath, goes into mobility. Mobility sits on top of stability. So a stabilized form in which you're able to absorb an outside influence in surfing, the wave is changing, you're bored, the wind, all the dynamic, you're able to absorb that in a stable, balanced environment you'll then be able to respond in a healthy, aligned way to whatever that stimulus is. So it's balanced, it's strong, something's not gonna knock you off within the surfing itself, or if you're moving through your day and you're really stable, same thing, risk of injury gets reduced. Unexpected, catch your toe on a parking block as you're moving through. You're going to stabilize quicker. You're going to reduce your risk of injury of that fall. And that really is a big part of the, the name of the game in your life is reduce your risk and elevate your resources in which to adapt to whatever stimulus is coming. Alignment moves into breath, moves into mobility, moves into stability. And the final of the circle is strength. Strength is not the least important. It's just much less effective when it's not sitting on all the foundation of the circle of fit that came before it. So if you're very, very strong, but you're out of alignment, that strength is then gonna push into that misalignment and raise risk of strain and overuse and those issues that come from that. So strength moves right back into alignment and the circle continues. And how, that, how that's applicable to a shoulder specific, what's beautiful about this is that it's applicable to every question that you have in your movement, in your body, in your presence within your day, because you can use it as a key to check in on exactly what you need to prioritize in that moment in that minute, in that hour, in that day, in the week, and on and on. And that really is the key. Nothing is more important than the next except in the moment that it is. Meaning, we need to work on all of these things to give us this very sound foundation 
of health and movement and ability to do the activities that we love, surfing, mountain biking, on and on, and have a healthy function in our day. But instead of being overwhelmed with what feels like the hundreds or thousands of things we have to continue to do well in our life to stay healthy and strong, using something like the Surf Strong Circle of Fit to find what the priority is at that moment is very refreshing. It allows you to come down to the essence of what you need to be working on and not feel overwhelmed or inundated with everything that you're perceiving you have to complete. And that is crucial because if you feel overwhelmed, your your brain's primal reaction is to shut down, to slow down, to reduce that feeling of that outside influence of being stressed and, and, and inundated. And so it's, 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 it's pulling you in. And what that tends to happen is, is inaction. So you feel overwhelmed, your brain slows down as almost a, a protection mechanism, and then you're not taking action and improving and progressing forward. So one of the keys for things is to make sure that you are able to keep things in a simple way to implement and take action, that action will then improve what you're working on, what you're prioritizing. It will build, it will build on top of the next day of the thing that you're working on. So circling back to the original question of the shoulder specific, how do you use a surf strong circle of fit to implement a shoulder specific need? So you start by implementing, going through your head in the checklist of the Surf Strong Circle of Fit. How does my shoulder feel? Look at myself in the mirror, both a straightforward and a profile. Take a, have someone take a picture of you, of all of the angles of you standing. And what I'll do with clients is um, I will have them stand. Let's the, the, say they get out of the shower. They have their shirts off. They're able to look in the mirror. And what I have them do is close their eyes and in their mind's eye, imagine they're perfectly aligned. So head is perfectly aligned through, over the neck, over the shoulders. The sh shoulders are nice and parallel coming down through the torso. Everything's aligned. My hips down through knees, down ankles, feet, hands hanging at my sides are really perfectly aligned. Live in that for five, 10 seconds, and then open your eyes and look at yourself in the mirror. And what nine times out of 10 you'll realize is, oh my gosh, the, my left shoulder is totally up and being held and I'm probably protecting that. Maybe that's from an overuse issue. Maybe that's from a, a past injury. Oh, my hip is kicked out. I'm really turned over in this part of my pelvis and on and on and on. It gives you information in which you realize in your head, you feel aligned and then visually you see that you're not. That's information that you can then implement. So as we move into that idea of alignment for the shoulder, is how are we looking to get the alignment that we need? So for myself, I internally rotate. A lot surfers, this is a very common thing for them to do. We are paddling so much and so we're prone face down on our boards and we're paddling so that inertia of the action is tending to internally rotate our shoulder. 
it's that then shortens um, your pectoral major and minor muscle your chest muscle that shortening of that muscle then increases the internal rotation of your shoulder issues that come from that can start to be the overuse of your trapezius muscles up in that top part of your neck we tend to carry stress there as well as a generalization most of us carry our stress there so you're using these muscles and overusing these muscles which then is pushing you out of alignment even more so laying face up supine on on the ground and just really opening up through your chest you can lay on a roller long and let that open up through your chest and really start to get the alignment of your shoulder back so that's that a, a alignment component as you're moving through all these things you're breathing that second piece of the surf strong circle of fit mobilization for the shoulders i'll put some links in this episode um, I'm traveling right now, so it will be a little while for the links to come up, but I will link mobility-specific um, movement and exercise for your shoulder to increase your mobility. Healthy range of motion through that joint is critical to allow for that strength that most surfers, we have an elevated shoulder strength because we're paddling so much and we need that strength to utilize to be effective in our surfing so we tend to have pretty elevated shoulder strength that internal rotation of your shoulder though pushes you out of alignment again and that can be counterproductive bringing on these overuse issues in our shoulders so as you move through that mobility i like to do a lot with with clients i like to do a lot of lower weight higher repetition strength-based movement in a, a stabilized form so for instance say we're standing i'll have a single i'll have a, a client stand on a single leg so they're working their proprioception through their feet they're stabilizing in that motion and then we're going through some say some pretty straightforward alternating shoulder press so overhead alternating shoulder press in that motion and really concentrating on keeping our shoulder down without coming up and kind of shrugging up into our neckline pushing that strength down as you lift that dumbbell or whatever implement you're using for the weight away up into the shoulder press alternating back and forth so you're getting stabilization work and we're doing high repetition say you're doing 15 reps you're doing 20 reps the weight's whatever relevant for you to not be maxing out at 15 to 20 reps. Say it's 8 pounds or 12 pounds. Maybe it's 15. For most of us, above that, you're not going to be able to get the repetition in good form to really implement that. All right. Geez, one question. 18 minutes. Okay, that is an extended answer for that. And I, I think I put a, I'm going to put a note there in the top of that question. I want you to understand that that surf strong circle of fit is applicable to all of your movement. So we talk about shoulder there, but I want you to know that you can take that and apply that to any misalignment or, or injury or something that's feeling uncomfortable. It's an identification tool to prioritize what you need to be working on and use it that way to apply to what you need. 
My second question comes from Angie in Portland, Oregon. Oh, I love Portland. Um, great memories of visiting Portland. Buddies and I go on beercations there. It's one of those trips where they go, oh, someone will say, oh, did you see the so-and-so museum? Or did you see the... And that is not what those trips are for. Those trips are to go enjoy the amazing beer culture that Portland has. Um, great public transportation. You can take it right from the airport. You don't need to rent a car. I, I'm, I'm in Morro Bay, California, and they launched direct flights from San Luis Obispo to Portland nonstop. And man, that was a fun getaway. Great food culture too. Um, they're, they're having uh, basically food pods that they call them where people have permanent set uh, food trucks in an area. And then the way that their, uh, their alcohol laws are is people can be serving alcohol within that zone right there. And everybody's just an enjoy, enjoying it like adults. California has these Byzantine alcohol laws where it has to be totally sanctioned and controlled. And also, so anyway, I'm getting on a tangent, but I love visiting Portland. What a great town. All right, the question from Angie is, what does your, meaning mine, surf fit program look like on a daily basis? So I'm gonna answer this slightly different in that um, it kind of references back to the surf strong circle of fit that we just talked about is I don't have something, a daily program that I do. I use that Surf Strong Circle of Fit at the start of the day to find out what I'm going to do for that day as a priority. It also has to do with what season we're in. So here in California, right now we're, you know, if it's coming into fall or winter, that's our peak season. We're preparing for big, large Northwest swells coming. Lots more surfing, lots more paddling. So I'm going to be prioritizing what my endurance is doing, what I'm getting ready to tackle much larger surf. Um, if it's coming into spring here, we tend to have offshore winds that dominate. The surf starts to back off a little bit. So I start prioritizing um, more time on mobility, more time on recovery. Now, what's important about that is I do all of those things all the time. It's more how much time I'm spending finding what's going to give me the biggest return. So the way I'm going to answer your question, Angie, is think of it in a week um, as opposed to daily. Think of what a, your program needs to be for the week. So what I'm going, what I will always be doing in the week is check out what the forecast is, is looking like for that coming week for surf. Surf will always be my foundation output of energy strength, calorically, I always want to be surfing first. So if I see that it's going to be really pumping that week and I've been preparing all the time for surf to increase, I'll have my strength ready, I'll have my endurance ready, all my mobility back to that surf strong circle fit, everything's in alignment, ready to go, and I will be surfing my brains out, hopefully. And then at the end of those sessions, at the end of the days, I'm prioritizing recovery. So I'm really focusing on breath recovery. I'm focusing on mobility and bringing myself back down to make sure that I'm not getting increasing any chronic overuse issues for, for specifically for me, for my shoulder. Make sure that my recovery is fast, prioritizing hydration, prioritizing what my caloric intake is for that that time to make sure that I'm, my muscles can recover to then surf the next day 
strong again. If I look the week ahead and I see that potentially the winds are going to be bad or the swells backing off, I'll start to focus on what's my other output first. So I also love to mountain bike. I love that I'm a novice at it. Um, I've mountain biked in years past, but in the last year, I've recommitted myself to mountain biking and I love that I'm a novice. Some of my clients are expert mountain bikers and it's great to, to not have the answers. And so I'll, I'll plot out my week and see when are the windows that I'm going to be available to go mountain biking. I'm also, I also ruck a lot now, which is essentially just having a weighted backpack on and walking or hiking. And I love how simple that is and effective. Walking is one of the best things that you can do for yourself, your health of your mind, the health of your body. If you question what you need to do that day, you walk outside. Go outside and walk, preferably on the beach if you're near the ocean, outside in nature if the ocean's not near, any kind of natural setting. Put a, get a weighted backpack on and go. What it does is it allows you to get the strength work, to get focus on breath. It gives you space and time to focus on breathing. So for me, those are the three that I do. I do other activities, but these are the three. So always start with your foundational output. What are the things that you love to do? And get those on the calendar first. Schedule them as best you can. Life is life, things get in the way, but if you write it down and put it on the calendar, it's much more likely to happen. So I get those plotted out first. Then I go back to the Surf Strong Circle of Fit for me, for specifically within the day, what are the things that I need to do right now to give me the biggest returns? I check in, I feel pretty aligned, I'm have I checked in on my breath today? So I do a couple components of just being present, sitting within my breath. And then I check through and I go, okay, my mobility, I'm a little tight. I did some uh, deadlifts earlier in the week and I still feel a little tight from that because I had a long session yesterday surfing. So I'm gonna focus hamstring mobility. I'm gonna move through that surf strong circle of fit and find what that is to give myself that really well-balanced week to make sure that it's balanced through everything that I need to get without, again, key, feeling overwhelmed that I need to do everything all the time to be healthy, strong. That's not the way it works. Small, digestible things to complete and finish to push the needle forward. That's what you want to focus on. If your brain's overwhelmed, you are overwhelmed, you will not take action and you will not progress. Simplify, structure it back down to the basic building blocks of things and take a step forward every day. Sometimes that means not doing something because you need to focus on recovery. That is also action. Knowing that you need to slow down and stop is a positive action you're taking to progress. So it's not always more, more, more. Sometimes it's less within the larger structure of everything you're doing. So great question. Focus back to the Surf Strong Circle of Fit. I'll have a link to that. Um, I, that's something I, I, I want everybody to have. So I use it to program for my clients. I use it, but I give that away to people. Use it as the effective tool that it is. So when I get the show notes up, there'll be a link to that so you guys can utilize it. I, I put it in the form of a checklist for you so it's really effective to use. So great question, Angie. Thank you.
All right, what other time we got? Oh man, we're almost to 30 minutes already, great. So I'm looking to have this be about 30 minutes, so I'm gonna get one more question in here. So let me scroll through it. If I didn't get to your question on this episode, um, and I didn't, and I have an email for you from the submission of the question, I will do my best after my travels to get back to you and give you an answer. Um, if I don't have your contact information, reach back out and uh, let me have it, and I'll be happy to get you an answer. All right, let's scroll through here. Okay, final question. All right, let's do this one. This is Chuck, and he doesn't have a city. So um, Chuck's question is basically, do you follow a structured nutri nutrition plan for yourself? And do you um, implement structured nutrition for your clients? The answer to both is sort of. <laughs> So I'm not trying to be evasive, but I have a structure that my nutrition falls under without it being rigid. And that's the way that I like to approach nutrition with all of my clients. And it's what I would suggest for uh, everybody out there that's listening. If you have underlying issues that you're needing to deal with, whether it's diabetes, pre-diabetic, having other underlying nutritional eat, um, eating habits that are not totally positive, if you have unhealthy relationships with food, these are uh, more involved issues that you need a professional to work with, whether it's a dietitian, a certified nutritionist, somebody that's helping you through some of the underlying issues. So I like to always say I am a nutrition coach, but I'm not a certified dietitian or a, a certified nutritionist. Those are different, um, deeper programs that you might need. For most of the clients that I work with, I refer them to somebody, a, 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 nutri a professional nutritionist, if they have those issues. But a majority of my clients just need to have something that they can follow that's able to be implemented for them without feeling restrictive. So that's key for us. So th those are the realm that well, I just do that because it's important to understand the differences between those things. Structured uh, program from a nutritionist and a plan for you to implement. So uh, what I do is I have been intermittent fasting for uh, over five years now. And for me, it it's I love it. It's a beautiful structure for me to utilize. Now it's not for everybody. Sometimes it can be a body type difference. Like for instance, my wife, she's very lean and petite and she doesn't hold some of those extra calories in her body. So her blood sugar, she could definitely be affected by that if she's fasting for longer periods of time. So you do have some body types uh, approaches that it, this doesn't isn't the best for, but what I also would say is sometimes that's the training that, that you're going through is training your mind in what to expect. So for instance, when I started five years ago, I remember saying to myself, all right, I'm gonna try this. Cause I, I had a, a friend that, was, that had been doing it and had a lot of really success, good success with it. And I thought, you know, I'm gonna test this out. I'm gonna see how this works for me. I'm gonna see how this works for, um, could potentially help my clients. So I remember saying to myself, 
okay, well, I'll do this. But on the days that I'm surfing, say at, you know, like a Dawn Patrol session, there's no way that I'm gonna be able to go out. And our local water is, you know, averages 55 degrees. There's no way I'm gonna go out in 55 degree water, surf for two plus hours, fasting. There's no way I'm gonna be able to do that. I just, I had set myself up that that was not gonna be possible. Well, what I found is that is completely untrue for myself. I, I regularly am doing surfing for two plus hours fasting. So there's a lot of different structures of how to set up intermittent fasting. The one that I find the most effective for myself is a 16-8 block. And what that means is you're fasting for 16 hours and you're eating for the remainder of the caloric intake that you're taking is for eight hours. Now you're do, still structuring your meal within those eight hours. I try to reduce the ability to snack just like anything else. But just the fact that that block is only eight hours, I find it much more effective to get a healthy caloric intake from healthy um, balanced food groups and not and, and it just simplifies everything this is the key for me this is why i think it's so effective for myself is i don't have to think about what i'm going to have for breakfast i don't have to think about what is going to be happening if i'm out late at night none of that stuff it's so easy to not do that because the clock is telling me up oh, that window's closed now now you have to make sure that you're structuring your meals within the eight eating block to be prepared and planned for, but that's much easier to do where you're having two meals or sometimes even one, uh, one more significant meal for myself. The other thing that happens for me a lot is I'm traveling right now as I'm recording this. So I can easily stretch that out into a 24 hour fast with really not much struggle these days now. So what that means is like on a travel like I'm doing right now, I don't have to think about eating crappy airport food. I don't have to think about, uh, I'm so hungry, I gotta get something and you eat some crappy, you know, candy bar or some, you know, over salted snack food or something. It's just, I just don't even think about it. I have a really healthy meal the night before, you know, before I go into my fasting mode, I make sure that I'm drinking and staying hydrated all the way through and because I've done it for a number of years now, my brain knows what's happening. It's not, it's not screaming at me that, oh, you're hungry, you're hungry, you're hungry. You really start to learn when you are actually hungry and not your brain telling you that, oh, your blood sugar starting to drop and I really only wanna be metabolizing that glucose in your bloodstream. I don't wanna go into your stored fats. Now I'm gonna oversimplify this here. But that's essentially what's happening. If you are always metabolizing from the glucose in your bloodstream, your blood sugar, that is a, a short window in which you can metabolize that energy. If you don't have practice going into using those stored fats and metabolizing that for energy, then your fluctuation of what feels like your your applicable energy in a given time it feels very limited but when you start to train your body to go into those stored fats and be metabolizing that for your energy you almost have an endless supply of calories now i'm talking modern life here we're not <laughs> going to be 
out fasting for a week because we don't have access to food, thank, thankfully for most of us, you are getting into there and you are able to metabolize. So back to that example of like surfing in the morning when I'm surfing for two plus hours at a high level, big swell, it's so reassuring to know that I have the ability, I've trained my brain to get into those stored fats to metabolize energy. Helps regulate body temperature, it keeps your energy level at a very sustainable, slow burn for that. And it's it's so reassuring to know that you're gonna be good. You're gonna be able to get through that session. You're gonna come back. And and I and, and on top of what I used to say before, where I said, there's no way I'm gonna be able to surf for two plus hours fasting. I also thought, well, geez, as soon as I get out of water, I'm gonna be so ravenous, I'm gonna need to eat. And you definitely feel that elevated hunger because you did just burn eight, 900 calories plus in a two hour session. But what I'll find is if I come back and I really have rehydrate a lot, get a lot of water in me, maybe I even have some of my coffee at that point, and I busy myself with the chores of what I need to do that day, whether it's working on the business, whether it's some mobility work, whether it's just taking a task on my list and completing it, I occupy my mind with very functional need of things that I need to get done that day. And it's not distracting my brain, it's occupying it. And I'm going about, and I rarely have a, a day where I'm not able to make it to that fasting block finishing. So for me, the implementation that I find best for my schedule and my day is never eating before noon and not eating after 8 p.m. So that's my eight hour block of active eating. And then 8 p.m. all the way around to the next noon, that's my 16 hour block of fasting. Now again, as I'm going on this travel right now, I'm gonna stretch this out over a 24 hour fast. And I can do that on a pretty regular basis. I'll do that maybe once every 10 days, maybe every two weeks. And that stretch to stretch that out right there just feels really good. Again, it's empowering you really get tied into understanding when you are physically hungry and not when you're mentally bored and you're using eating as a way to do something. That's unfortunately common. You really get down into understanding and reading what your body's telling you much more effectively. So I really like to implement that with clients, a, a fasting schedule for people, intermittent fasting schedule, getting them comfortable with that, supporting them through that. That's only one structure of several nutrition plans that are effective. And sampling some of those and giving them enough chance to see what is working for you is, is a great approach. It's just, again, working with a professional if you need it, a coach if you need that, really understanding what the structure is, but so much of the food component is really giving it an opportunity to see how you're reacting to it and not just jumping from one thing to the next. Again, the other thing about the intermittent fasting that I love is, like I said earlier, is it's, it, it's simple. It simplifies what I need to be thinking about to have effective nutrition on an ongoing basis. 
The other thing I really love about it and what makes it so um, sustainable for me is I can also click out of that. Meaning I have a friend come into town. We're going to go out to breakfast. I love going out to breakfast. It's probably my favorite meal to have out. I just love the feeling of going out. Someone's, you know, bringing coffee and, and, and just the atmosphere of starting your day that way after a good serve, going out to breakfast with some friends. Like being able to do that is wonderful. And what's so great about that is I do that. So, okay, great. So that day I started eating earlier. I go, I still stop my structure at eight o'clock and then I click right back into the fasting again. So it's not, oh, I blew my plan. It doesn't give me that feeling at all. It gives me that that luck, that ability to say, okay, today I'm going to have this enjoyable meal out with my friend. And then I click right back into the structure the next day. I don't miss a beat when I come back into it. It doesn't feel like I get knocked off my plan. It just feels like, okay, that's what I'm doing that day. And then I'm going to go back to my intermittent fasting structure the next day. It's also great. I'm on going on vacation. I do it most of the time, even when I'm on vacation, but there'll be times where I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go out to a meal late because we traveled in late, I'm gonna have a, you know, I'm gonna eat at 9.30. And then I just go right back into the structure the next day. It's a great way to feel that you're not depriving, there's not deprivation within it. It builds in a nice foundational structure for you to then be able to make choices away from it without feeling like it's knocking you off course. You get to enjoy that, you go right back into the structure again. Great question, Chuck, thank you so much. You have been listening to the Surf Strong Elite Show. I'm Greg Finch. I'm your host. One last thing before we go here. Would you like to get a weekly email from me? We call it Three Wave Wednesday. Comes out every Wednesday. It's full of tips, information on surfing, other things that are going on that you can utilize to keep yourself surf strong and ready. On the show notes, you can go there and sign up for the three wave Wednesday email from me once every week. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for all the questions. Submit questions to surf at surfstrongfit.com for future Ask Me Anything episodes. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next time.